Welcome to the blast from Castrom, the uh, the number one ranked time traveling music podcast based out of Scotland uh, on iTunes. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Anyone else know any others uh, in that in that genre? No, just no. Billy and the Chewy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in time. Billy and the Chewy Boy isn't going to last. We're just going to keep doing this forever, even though like there's there's just uh, I don't know. A handful yeah. of people listening. They release their podcast once every five months. So, <laughs> so, uh, on, so this is this is um, we've we've done many pivots and turns in this in this podcast uh, before. We haven't done a uh, a movie based podcast. Uh, we've got a mix of people who have very recently watched the film, uh, some people who have uh, are just going completely on memory, and uh, some people who have uh, never seen the film before. Uh, so we'll get a mix of uh, reviews of this of this uh, wonderful film. We're talking about the song "Remains the Same" by a uh, blast from favorite Led Zeppelin. Why are they a blast from favorite? Is because they're so hilarious? Oh, is that a general question? That's, that's a general question. <laughs> why? Why do we like Led Zeppelin? Um, Rock and tunes. Oh. Cut that guy's mic. <laughs> the guy who's not f- seen the film. <laughs> Is that going to be your answer for every question here? Rock and shoes. Pretty much. Have not got anything else to go on? Come on, Adam. Why do you love Led Zeppelin, Adam? <laughs> well, they're a great band. Uh, this film aside, the performances are good. Uh, but uh, are they? Yeah, well, I mean, some of them are. I mean, I, mean, I like 10-minute uh, violin uh, bow solos as much as the next guy, but um, I think live, it would have been very frustrating to watch them because, you know, they were just going on. Everything lasted 10 minutes. That's why we were able to do a little film in between times, a little mini piece. Hey. And what was that What was that gesture? <laughs> Save so, it for when we get right into the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Dave, David, Dave. And the question? The, le- the question is Led Zeppelin? Question mark? <laughs> what, what makes them uh, worth discussing on this podcast so frequently? I Very, guess they... uh, Oh, oh. <laughs> you, You're done, Adam. <laughs> Sit down. Uh, Sit this, down. Sir. Back in your box. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Um, uh, yeah, that'll, that, that'll do yeah so the song remains the same released in 1976 you're getting ready for a Led Zeppelin film this was released in theatres um, I think the original plan was for it to be uh, on on uh... <laughs> with a refund policy oh. <laughs> the the original plan was for it to be on uh, on television but apparently uh, Peter Grant felt that the, the sound wasn't going to kind of come through the TVs in, in 76 I don't know what the, the TV situation was sure. TV being free we'd have Nothing to do with it. Peter Grant thinking on his feet there. <laughs> so here you have it. You're sitting down in the cinema. You're you're about to watch um, Led Zeppelin film. You do, what, what would you expect? So you you don't you know nothing about this, right? Uh, for Drew, that'll be very easy to to to, to <laughs> put himself in that position. You're about to watch a Led Zeppelin film. What are you expecting to see? Drew, this is your moment. <laughs> I'm expecting uh, sort of an epic performance. Lots of solos, long screaming vocals, fans, guitars, pianos, weird costumes, probably a lot of smoke. 
Um, Basically, what you're saying is rocking tunes. Rocking tunes. So you'd be expecting a a, a concert. You wouldn't be expecting like a, like a Beatles type ma- magical mystery tour thing. <laughs> no, not really. But then again, this is a band that released an album with not their name or the title on the cover. Uh, anybody else want to pause it? Just imagine you hadn't seen the film. Uh, what would you be expecting? You say, oh, I'm going to see I, the Led Zeppelin movie. What, what am I going to see here? I, I think what I would expect is um, sort of a gangster epic just to, <laughs> just to start off, you know, Bugsy Malone feel to it, uh, fat manager guy dressed up as a gangster, cigars, and then shooting up a... a, a, a so if that was your uh, if that was your expectation right out of the gate, yeah, you get yeah, yeah. Peter Grant suited up like a a thirties gangster or something. I was blown away. I couldn't have expected it to please me so much. I thought three minutes, wow, well done, Led Zeppelin. And then there was some sort of weird little concert afterwards. Boring. <laughs> but it was all about the Peter Grant uh, shooting up the was it was it a was it a it Nazi was like a, card I, game? I, <laughs> well, I think it was like an Illuminati Warhammer game. Some kind of weird because uh, you had like the no face guy and the werewolf guy. I did see um, swastikas like they were playing swastika cards. Swastika playing cards, yeah. Do you know? Do you yeah. know what I thought? Because I there's like the no face guy, and then there's the guy who looks like Al Pacino and Dick Tracy. So I was like, is this a Dick? Because it was a it was a comic strip, wasn't it? Dick Tracy. Is this just was this a Dick Tracy storyline? No, I, I, I think... rainbow blood guy. <laughs> the... <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the headless oh, rainbow blood. Yeah, <laughs> rainbow blood. Uh, how much did that fake head cost? Like, why bother? I wanted to see the rest of that film. I haven't, I haven't seen that film since I was 16 when I stuck it on a couple of days ago. And this is better than I remembered it. To the, re- the rainbow blood um, bit with the, the, the decapitation. I see, yeah, I want to see no face guys and werewolf guys. I want to know, know what that's about. I, so, think, if, 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 like, I think the overall like format of the film, what's your favourite like films or whatever. Let's just go out and film some some stuff. Have a piss about. Peter Grant obviously likes the old thirties gangster films. Robert Plant loves his his fantasy novels. Jimmy Page likes his Stanley Kubrick stuff. Uh, John Paul Jones seems to be a fan of Witchfinder General or something. Or yeah. John Barnum. John Barnum, I think, just wanted the excuse to go and uh, play about in some land speed race. I think. Well, we'll 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 come to that. We're starting off for the. Uh, we, we've had we've had a little gangster scene with the Rainbow Blood. Um, the less said about the next scene, I think, the better. Probably. Oh. Uh, should we just brush over? <laughs> just oh, yeah. brush over. Is there an honourable shout out? On, shall we? Honourable shout out for Werewolf Dust Blood. Oh. <laughs> Is that what was build? Is that his characters? No, that's what happens to him, isn't it? Oh yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know whether like Dave was on the IMDb or something. He's, he's cast as Rainbow Dustblood, Werewolf Dustblood, Yeah, yeah, because that really piqued my interest as well. And then when the Rainbow Blood came out, I, I, similar to you, Adam, I was uh, sitting up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll, we'll brush. So th- there, are, it looks. It, I mean, I'm I'm jumping to the end here, but this is them all, I guess, in their natural setting before the before the concert. So Peter Grant is um is uh, 30s gangster. That's that's what he's about. Robert Plant. Never mind. Then you've got John Bonham uh, in a tractor or a combine harvester or something. <laughs> what the hell? What was going on there? A tractor. 
That was the start of the rage. Then you've got um, Jimmy Page uh, mm. messing about with some sort of... Um, what, 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 what instrument was that that he was playing? It's like a little music box thing. A little music box thing. He was... He but his, that's a clavange. <laughs> to be some sort of bagpipe music coming out of it, though. And then turns, ar- turns around red eyes. <laughs> it's not just not in keeping with the rest of the band chilling out. And he's like by the river really weirdly with this box and then red eyes quite um mm. it's as if he's trying to perpetuate some kind of myth was my interpretation of that well that's that's jimmy page in a nutshell isn't it <laughs> i mean if you're looking for a uh, consistency in a spell Neil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean well, they the consistently use the same shots yeah <laughs> It's only really the the concert bits that uh, have any sort of structure to them. And then and then after that, it's, it's dinner time for John Paul Jones, isn't it? <laughs> Story time with his fourteenth century haircut. I mean, at first I thought, oh, but he's reading like some old like Grimm's, you know, brothers fairy tale thing, and he's put like a wig on to like play the part. <laughs> and I actually realised, no, that is does seem to be his like weirdly straightened. Uh, yeah, court That's, jester. That, that, enraged, court jester that, yeah. that enraged me also, Adam. It was—I uh, thought it was probably what I'm thinking of it. Um, the blood boiled at that point. Didn't like the hair. I never—I didn't. I've never been angry over hair too many times. I mean, there's people with annoying haircuts. You're like, oh god, get yourself a haircut, hippie. But like, it was almost aggressively like he managed to create a smug out of his hairstyle. Like you could almost see him looking back at you with a smug face, but just head, head and hair. With John Paul Jones' part, that was it was almost my favourite part of the, the movie where he's... So they, they kind of cut to back to Robert Plant and he's opening something else up and then John Paul Jones opens up the little take, letter. It takes, it takes Robert Plant a long time to read the letter. <laughs> John Paul Jones puts his kids to bed, has a bit of dinner and manages to read it and Robert Plant's still out there in the field reading the letter <laughs> but it's uh, they're get, so they're getting the tour dates and then John Paul Jones really disappointedly goes this is tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was my that was my favourite part of the whole movie so <laughs> they, this is tomorrow um they're doing their various tractor and dinner business, and then New York City. Here we go. So a bit of Burt Jansch guitar. Uh, this tra- the transition um, in between them, and then the the concert, which the concert, the concert, concert the concert, the the concert, which is uh, Led Zeppelin in, in New York City, which um, would be would be very exciting, wouldn't it? If you were there, that, that that's what I'm saying. If you were, if they were there at the concert, you'd be having a a, a final time. Well, the energy yeah. of uh, New York in that footage is. Uh... Spectacular! They start off with a bang. Yeah, you got you got rock and roll from Led Zeppelin Four, a bit of Black Dog, and the so we'll just go. I mean, we'll go through the 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 performance of, of everybody. John Paul Jones. I didn't see a lot of him through the whole movie. Did I imagine that? Or there wasn't there was like no, two much. shots of him at the most. I think he likes to keep himself to himself. Like, He's like in the shadows. He does have his section though. I'm no just quarter. A, I'm, I'm no quarter, but. Um, because uh, most of the other ones in with their live performance, though, right? Like, oh uh, yeah, cut back and forth, and he doesn't really seem to. Neil's right. I don't think they do a lot of coverage of him at the gig. And uh, Jimmy Page, just in general, just looks so pleased with himself. When do we was get this to the go part? Right, that'll, come, that'll, that'll come. That'll come. Unleash me, all right? Like... Just let me know, okay? We'll, uh, we'll a cup of tea at that point. We'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, so he, uh, do you, do you agree with that? I mean, he's I mean, he sh- I guess he should be pleased. He's one of the best uh, rock guitarists of of all time. But just um, that sort of 
uh, quiet sort of yeah yeah I'm I'm, I'm Jimmy Page, <laughs> John Bonham, eh with the with the the, the mouth thing. What was with that drummer mouth thing? What's he? What's he? Is that a drummer thing or is um is that just a John Bonham thing to just mouth random words? Is it? Uh, Am I the only one that noticed that? <laughs> I think you might be the only one that noticed that. He's, he's doing like his hands. He was he's, definitely. Um, are you mouthing uh, words, not making any noise on an audio podcast? <laughs> he was doing it like this. Yeah, so he was totally like. Oh, oh. Then I'm just in the rhythm, you know. I mean, oh, when you're accused himself, like he's thinking, like you know, Robo Ducky mouths, and he knows it's gone to the next. Part or something. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, like, yeah, a few drummers are. Yeah, they get quite mouthy, don't they? Guitarists do it as well. They do that weird like. It looks like they're kind of having a Aye. stroke, but they're they're just in it, you know. Aye. I think the most well, depressing I... thing about John Bonham is that um, he was twenty five. Wow, quite a sadness, really. Twenty five. He looks about forty five. So. That um, that t shirt as well. Where do you get that t shirt? That's like a that that's that seem that would be in style in like nineteen ninety nine. You've paid attention to all the weird just It's like a weird Ed Hardy looking t shirt that he's got. On. Yeah, well, that t shirt he's got. On. The yeah, so the 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 live performance sort of part of it um, made, made me a wee bit sad because I was I was obviously in these these horrible just harrowing pandemic times um i was thinking wow look at those look at those people in the 70s enjoying this this live music just just squashed like sardines uh, together um and uh yeah any any even thoughts on that touching even just the touching when they're getting into the car at the end yeah there's a lot of uh back patting and you know ushering and things and i'm like oh god i yearn for that world again <laughs> oh <laughs> what's that <laughs> is, this, is this where it's going? Like longing for the. <laughs> All right, I thought, I thought, I thought something touched Dave immediately. I thought something was happening in the background, Dad. And you're like, what the fuck? It's spider. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> robbed. Yeah, yeah. All times <laughs> to get robbed during a podcast. <laughs> 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 talking about t-shirts and uh, someone gets patted on the back it makes me I, makes me long sorry. for some contact I, speaking of contact sorry I, all I can think of when I see these really squashed and sweaty gigs is the smell what it must smell like don't think you'd be able yeah. to discern smell because remember clubs back then and it was just oh yeah you could smell anything and mm. you could fart and everything um, <laughs> <laughs> you can still to that yeah that's that that's probably what it would have smelled like is is like um i don't know 70s musk and uh and uh and and cigarette smoke is what that that venue would have smelled like madison square garden folk have a shower every day back then <laughs> pretty sure mm. people showered back then i mean it's only I mean, like when, when, 40 I said, 50 years ago i mean i think I um every, i said every day, every day yeah i think that's a good that's that's actually that's actually um i think we'd have to ask our parents that but um when as well was the last time that you know robert plant laundered those denims because um doesn't look like he's wearing any knickers under there, right? Well, well, I mean, well, it's really, it's really loose. We'll get into this, but um, there was some reshoots um, oh. because um, <laughs> because well, well, we'll get into it now. Shall we get into it now? There, there was apparently <laughs> re- himself, guys. there was apparently reshoots in this uh, in this movie because um, the the original director uh, they weren't happy with the 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 footage they got, and then the guy that they replaced them with. Uh, I should have researched and found the names of everyone here, but. 
they had to there was like no not enough close-ups not enough far shots um so the some of the stuff that he was wearing he was wearing like a couple of years later or a year later uh, to cover these um sorry if this does this ruin the magic of the the whole performance for you that they, they did no, some no. of it in a studio it enhances the magic of um the commitment to his physique that he must oh have yeah had. he kept it up didn't he <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would have been that. That's a flat stomach. Yeah, but like, I don't think it would have been that hard. I mean, how old was he at that point? Like, in his 30? Nah, I don't think any of them were 30. Uh, 29. Yeah, 29. You're just going to go, you're going to go from, (laughs) Drew's going to do all the guesses. He's going to go from 30 and then go backwards, right? Somebody else have a bit. It's the only bit you can chip in with because you don't watch the film. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Give me ages, Neil, for God's sake. Twenty-seven. So Robert Plant was the youngest. He was twenty-four years old. Can you believe oh that? My God, that twenty-four-year-old body. Hard, hard paper rounds. Um, who do you think was the oldest? Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Yeah. Now that you know that John Bonham was an unbelievable twenty-five, which I still, I still don't believe. Um, yeah, Jimmy Page was twenty-nine years old, and then uh, John Paul Jones with that haircut at this point was twenty-seven years old. Because Jimmy Page had already had it. Career in the sixties. Yeah, know, that he was in the the Yardbirds as well. Yeah, he'd yeah. been like a session player as well. Not good for uh, John Bonham that he looks. Uh, he looks 40, 49 so, at the very just least. Because I'd actually bothered doing some research on Jimmy Page and read up about the Yardbirds. I, I don't know if it's a famous picture of them, but so they're all sort of sat around for this photo, and then just in the background is Jimmy Page. He looks like the Hull Strangler. <laughs> if, you look, if you have a chance to look at it, anyone who wants to Google it, just Google the Yardbirds. I think it's maybe their Wikipedia. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy Page, the Hull Strangler. Go. <laughs> so that's the that's the. the we, we're in agreement there. We missed the uh, the the long hair in the face, uh, close quarters, uh, live performance, uh, audience uh, action in the in these mm. harrowing times. Mm. Dave is absolutely right. Oh my god, he right does look like a killer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the expression. He's got a Stanley Kubrick stare going on. So you've got the the the, the live element of it, but um, the obviously in this film as well, you've got these sort of backstage uh, cut-in bits, uh, of which Peter Grant is uh, just turning the air blue at every opportunity. What was so that? What was this problem with the t-shirt guy? Was that set up? So there was a, there was some no, there was a, yeah, I did wonder, but he seems to be in, involved in all kinds of misdemeanors here. So there's that yeah, there's the guy selling posters, and he's got a real a real problem with that, like accusing the the Madison Square Garden security of allowing this guy in, and then t- I mean, it, it may have been true. I don't know. We've we've I, I've never seen anything. I did enjoy him getting stumped by the guy who was like, well, we can't stop anyone from like going on stage you know what I mean like or like trying to get on stage it was like something like that and then he was like well yeah you're right but you know posters it's the fact that the whole thing would have been so much better as a documentary with those little bits like you would just want to see like the concert film with the documentary bits because I mean they they, they, we'll get to this after obviously but they just like pay lip service to the fact that someone stole 200 grand out their safe in their hotel room when they were on that tour Let's see more of that stuff. Like, oh, I see any of this weird. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I had the, I had the reverse reaction. I was like, why include, uh, why include all this? Like, I, I mean, I guess I might be thinking of the idea. This is like a PR stunt, but yeah. So you got ripped yeah. off. Um, your manager is like a, a, a complete nutter, <laughs> just <laughs> swearing at everybody. Um, and yeah, it, it didn't make him look particularly good. No, no I, don't, I don't think he cared about that much. I start to realize as the film went on, they probably thought, we can't just release a boring stage show if people aren't there. Let's make weird 
Lord of the Rings stuff. They still kept in some of these weird bits, like the, the fascinating New York outside, the the the, mm. the police officers letting people in backstage, all these little kind of yeah. behind the scenes camera bits, which is all fascinating. But what about the um? Watched it. Yeah, sorry. You have, like to, have, you have to have <laughs> one or the other. You can't have a, a weird like hybrid of the two things because but, I think of it like the the Pink Floyd live at Pompeii thing. It's footage of them playing in that ancient amphitheater thing. And then there's documentary footage of them in Abbey Road, like fanning about with what was going to become like Dark Side of the Moon and stuff. It's like a great little rock and roll film thing, like documentary, fly in the wall, bit of concert stuff. But there was none of that weird, like, I mean, it's hilarious. All the, all the little vignettes are absolutely hilarious because they're so terrible and they're so out of place. But you either have to do full magical mystery tour weirdness or documentary, like, you know, Gimme Shelter-style documentary. You can't have the two things mixed together. It's just weird. I was I was going to say, what about the two the two guys that got taken? What were they, what were they up to? They got taken to the back by like, oh, the security no, guys. <laughs> Sorted. Taken into the room for the private battering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that laughs> the door one. just closed, Pulp Fiction style. And the, and the, the, the no-comment guy talking about they'll be in trouble and stuff just before they place Dairy at Heaven. It's like, what? Heavy-handed New about? York police from the, from the 70s, <laughs> yeah, exactly. by the sounds of it. Um, so you're, you're, you were touching on that, the, um, uh, but we'll go right into it now, the, uh, the we cut away stories. The first one is, is John Paul Jones, isn't it? It's the, that, that witch, witch finder general thing. Is that, is that what was going on there? Witch finder general sort of stuff? I think it was, is, is, did he have that haircut because of that? Or Maybe. Was, yeah. So I what, think that's probably what it was because it is very, uh, it is very witch finder general that bit, like um, spooky, a bit medieval. He's an organist of some description. Yeah, that's how that's how that starts. And then there's just a bunch of horse stuff. Yeah, I think was um, stuff that they'd shot for Robert Plant's section, and then leftover horses. Yeah, because that's the other horse in the film. That's like the horse that's in the film, right? And I noticed this all the way through that they were like, oh, just like zoom in on that, and then put it over this other bit. That bit with the masks and stuff, the Witchfinder General bit was like, um, it was a bit hammy. And then they started overcutting it with the um, double exposure horse stuff or something. Yeah, it, gets a bit, it gets a bit trippy. There's some, there's some fire. There's, uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a woman who, t- does that turn out to be his, 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 his um, wife? His wife. By, by the looks of it. And then he returns home to his family. Well, I, I kind of thought at first, like, oh, what were they going for here? Were they going back into the story? He was reading his kids and it's actually just like, he's away on tour and he's thinking about reading his kids a bedtime story and it's kind of like he's playing this solo and no quarter and then he goes back in his mind. It's all ugh, fantasy type stuff. And he's back there reading his kids' story, but he's actually in the story. But then I thought, now nah, there's no way they 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 thought about it that much. Adding layers <laughs> no to a very great porridge. Yeah, exactly. Really giving it the Which benefit of the doubt. So that was the um, that was the John Paul Jones part. Um, so these these kind of continued through the the entire movie. Um, I think the next one was um, was Robert Plant in his uh, his Welsh expedition. What was what was that the medieval about? Medieval Viking adventure. Yeah, the the, the wild Conan the Barbarian meets who knows. Given That's a broadsword by the yeah. man on the beach. <laughs> told, told to go up a slight bit of hill mountain, out of sight. So that shot stayed in all in one. 
all these glorious horse shots and stuff. But when he's going upstairs in a, in a sort of spiral staircase, it looked like someone's dad filmed it for a birthday party. <laughs> just, just the effort <laughs> levels for something. Just rewind it back for a second, right? Just back to the beach, because I, I, was, I was really interested oh. by the beach, right? He, he, he arrives to the beach, and then the beach is on fire. Is that some sort of Welsh tale that I just don't know about? I can no, I can answer the Welsh thing, but I can't oh, right. really answer much else about any of that <laughs> stuff. But uh, the, the the Welsh connection is that Bronyur cottage that they stayed in in the early seventies, where they wrote all the the I think is it the third album, maybe the fourth album or something. I don't know. He was like deeply affected by the Welsh countryside and Welsh culture and history and stuff, and. Absolutely fell in line. The um, stairway. What's the is the fire? What oh. about the fire beach? Oh, sorry. Continue about stairway fact, heaven, but then then tell me about stairway, the fire beach. <laughs> stair, stairway to heaven and a few other songs I think are all like influenced by like Welsh stuff. So he's not Welsh himself. Like, he's not Welsh himself. He's but he's not far he's away from he's like black country. I think he, he was born. Uh, I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but he, he I don't know if he lives in Wales now or has done, but he was absolutely obsessed with Wales. Um, because when I first saw it years ago, I thought, well, he's, I didn't realize he was well. He's not Welsh, but he just loves Wales. But yeah, I don't know. That obviously has nothing to do with a, the burning beach. I, I, so I really he, he, loves, he loves Wales and a, and a burning beach. And then he, he off he goes to, um, to find a, a giant mushroom, which, um, <laughs> which explains the, well, explains the writing team process of this, but it explains the entire film. I mean, are you actually giving it the credit of saying there was a writing team? Because I think... <laughs> like, Is this like um, the Magical Mystery Tour, which the script was written uh, as a pie like, chart? Is it that kind I, I of think, territory? I think it was a case of, like, they had a band meeting. We're thinking of doing this film. What do you want to do? Go away and have a think about it. And Robert Plant being obsessed with Wales and Lord of the Rings. And all that kind of stuff, because you know you got all that, like you know, Gollum and the evil one and stuff. He was like, "Well, I'll tell you what, I'll ride around on a horse, I'll have sex with a beautiful princess, I'll fight off some guys." And then in the he castle. he invades the the the, <laughs> the most weakly guarded castle that I've ever seen <laughs> recorded yeah. in film. Absolutely, terrible. he was able to take that note. Brand new, fully that. functional castle. Somewhere on the on the horse ride to the castle, he managed to. But with a with a kestrel, he's he like a, it's like a kestrel in his arm, which yeah, which helps him. And did you see the guy who got the kestrel on the back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plastic kestrel attached to it. He just has to run away with his plastic pants. Oh no, the magic kestrel! So you, you you come to the end of this. The uh, the 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 lady is uh, is saved by Robert Plant and his, his fire beach and kestrel. Yeah. <laughs> His cigarette must, um, and by like, uh, th- this is the other thing, right? His teeth. Oh, this is just like cuts c- 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 through in the live performances. His teeth are not by today's standards uh, up to snuff. Teeth, but, but got- that's that's the reason he doesn't open his mouth in any of the castle close-ups. By the time 1976 came along, when they shot all that stuff in the castle, he had his weird black, terrible teeth fixed. 
So mm-hmm. he never opens his mouth. You never see his like new teeth because of that bit where he's talking about that in the change room. I exactly. did not know oh. that. That's wonderful. It would have been a That's bit unusual like... if he was smiling up that you know the spiral staircase. <laughs> yeah, that would be unusual, Dave. You're right. Kestrel <laughs> fights, but his smile. <laughs> he has to eat this like mystical mushroom thing, but you don't actually see him eating it because it's three years later and he's had his teeth fixed, and that's the only well, reason. I I wondered about that mushroom because um it does. Have they verified the safety of eating such mushrooms? Um, because it looks They're like responsible. He, he, he found it and they said, just pretend you're eating this. And then, you know, that, that would never come out today because you'd have to verify that you weren't broadcasting something that was like... You have to yeah, have a little dis- mushroom disclaimer at the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just as a disclaimer, if you find a giant mushroom at the bottom of a tree, please do not oh, eat the mushrooms. That's, that's what would have made that whole bit so much better. Just a flash-up disclaimer. Don't eat weird mushrooms in the woods. <laughs> this is a film. Just after this uh, little little film piece, the uh, the opening baseline of uh, Dazed and Confused. This was the the appearance of the uh, the cello bow uh, during uh, <laughs> during Jimmy Page's guitar, very extended guitar solo. Uh, what do we think of this 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 bow business? Completely seemed like a good idea at the time. There's not much of that bow left as well by the time he's hammered it off that uh, that Les Paul thing. It's all in bits. He goes for quite a while with this uh, this bow. He, again, Jimmy Page very 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 impressed with himself. <laughs> Which is why when he does this stupid first gesture, like some drunk student at a party who's probably like flipped a coin in a cup and thought, I'll do that every single time. He hits the bow and it strikes the chord enough and then he gestures up. <laughs> and I think the thing that himself, makes me... I can't do it one, and, one over and over again. So he does left and then he does right <laughs> and then north and then south and then east and west. The bow splitting, bits of it flying everywhere. Proving it's not meant to be hit on a guitar. But he doesn't care because he's rock and roll. Not to be smashed that. against an electric guitar, you see. Yeah. If they'd uh, cut to the, the cellist who lent him the bow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love the uh, the piss take of that whole bit in Spinal Tap, where he actually, like, he's using the bow and then he actually uses the cello on the guitar as well. <laughs> Tuning the cello as he's using the thing, it's just... Perfect uh, piss. But I think the thing that annoys me about that song being over 25 minutes is it, and we're Is all, it the, because the, uh, I, I, I knew it was coming. I was, it was half 11 when I, I heard the opening bass lines of uh, Days and Confused. I was like, ah, oh, oh yeah, mm. I remember now. I'm going to be here no, for the next half an hour. It's annoying that it has to last so long. I mean, it's complete wankery that it has to go on for 25 minutes. Just play more songs. I mean, by that point, they already had like four or five albums. Just play more songs. But, it's the fact that like Jimmy Page actually stole that song in the first place. It's not even his oh. song. It's a song he stole off someone else when he was in the Yardbirds and he took it for his own. Could have thought ahead of time and thought this is like this is this is going to be my bow song. Like night. I mean, it's not. Night it's, it's not. It's not the song that you make your like centerpiece bow song twenty five minutes long when you <laughs> catch it and you write it in the first place. There you go. Jimmy Page does strike me as a better. So, I mean, th- this kind of... I, I don't know if this is coincidence or this is just how it worked out, but it seems to be during his solos that they, they go for these... Um these films, these little, <laughs> these little mini, these little mini film things. The audience were obviously gobbling it up, but um, oh. it, it, if you're a director, you think, <laughs> do you know what? Watching this guy hit a bow for 20 minutes, do you think we need to like maybe put somebody climbing up a mountain, like in the middle, of, <laughs> in the middle of yeah. it, which is what happened here. 
like when I first when I saw it like years ago, I thought it was like a Lord of the Rings reference, like Th- Frodo uh, climbing something, and then there's there's so Gandalf the at the mates. top. But um, when they, when he gets to the top, it's it's uh, an old man, and mm. then like in some really terrible makeup, and then it sort of regresses to eventually like a picture of Jimmy Page as a child, and it turns out that it's uh, the old man is is Jimmy Page as. Uh, it's just a two thousand and one ripoff, isn't it? I mean, you just. Oh, and then it goes to the yeah the 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 fetus as well, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's just like the the end where he's like seeing himself as an old man, like watching himself die, and then going to the fetus, and yeah, it's just it's and then returning. You've got all the like psychedelia as well, and the horror elements that we just threw in for good measure. So does it say though? Like you're talking about the safety of mushrooms before. He does not look like he's comfortable climbing up that uh, mountain. His health and safety was not uh, present at that shoot, was it? Absolutely not. That was the most he terrifying like ass I've ever seen. Himself. The mountain's an allegory for life. Oh, they. <laughs> <laughs> So is that Thank is that what this ASMR, is is that what this means? Because I was struggling to figure out what what the meaning behind this was, apart from just like distraction from the bow hitting. No, no, it's it's, it's uh, my favorite film is two thousand and one. It wouldn't it be cool if we do that bit in two thousand and one, but just in the Highlands with like you know an old hooded man at the top of a mountain instead of the plush death room at the end because that would be too on the nose. Obviously, was the um this obviously the makeup budget wasn't too big, but was 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 it just they had lots of conf- Confectioner's cream to, to just rub over his face to make him look old because it wasn't like old man makeup, it just looked like he'd been frosted. Yeah, I mean, uh, like to be fair, I didn't know it was him. Um, like they'd covered up that it was him, and then obviously, they uh, you're, you're sitting there and you're like, ah, right, okay, that's him, and then that's him, and that's him. It takes a wee while to get back to the, the, the point, which was that, um, that uh, as Dave was saying, life is just a terrible struggle. Real bravery <laughs> would have been a fetus in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> There's a t-shirt. Go back and remake it. Oh. <laughs> remake it's, it it's with who? Well, we, we, we can actually we can actually remake it now with an old Jimmy Page and just use photos of the young. Yeah. <laughs> if if one of us fell off the side of a cliff trying to remake that scene, it would be one of the most <laughs> tragic things <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> The, the obituary from that. As you yeah. fell, you'd just be like, lie. <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, I was. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't proposing we play the parts of Led Zeppelin. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's booked in, Adam, all right? Where are we going to film the epic concert scenes? They mess about for another twenty minutes. This is a very long, uh, very long song. And they finally get back to the the main riff of um, Days and Confused and finish that off. And then you've got your your transition to uh, Stairway to Heaven. Um, and this is this is again another one of the highlights of uh, the performance where you've got uh, Robert Plant doing his his finger thing again. Uh, Jimmy Page seems like he's having a great time and he's just very, very pleased with himself. But Robert Plant just, he does it. Is it just me or does he look like the most bored person in the world? I actually thought Jimmy Page looked bored when he was playing the little. Why did they make that song? Yeah, I thought he was bored playing the little arpeggio bits and, and Robert Plant's having a great time. Oh, you know, this is really my time to shine. And then into that, we go with Moby Dick, the best. The best of the little films, which is John Bonham's. Just... I, I absolutely love that element. <laughs> yes. The fact that when he yeah. gets to that bit, he's like, "What? How much money have we got left?" Because 
it's a classic. It's a bit of classic car yeah. uh, action. I just, to to like, I just want to go down to like Nebworth and race this this classic cars and in the pub. He was like fixing up my house. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, he was like drill and a bit of brick and then redoing his house because yeah. there was yeah. a bit of drilling of the bricks and then yeah, a bit like of a real nice like palate cleanser from some of the other stuff that's going yeah. on where they're casting themselves as you know. Um, like lonely warriors or baroque organists and things and then john bonham's like ah, i smoke fags and like cars yeah. a, bit of a, a pint down the pub as well yeah yeah, yeah. is it maybe that, that once it got to to him because they didn't have the budget they just wrote diy on the the thing as a little note saying do it yourself but he took that literally <laughs> and just said let's get these drills the minute to do the conservatory yes i mean the the thing as well is that at the beginning of the film, not long after the like tractor shot, there is that little shot of him like parking up his car and just walking into the pub. But like obviously the pub was a big part of that guy's life because he was a huge drinker. But you only see a couple of shots of him enjoying a pint. I just like the fact that he's just the guy in the country doing the welding, like working on the cars and and with the cows in the field and stuff. Wow. Um, after that wonderful insight into the the life of uh, John Bonham, um, we we finish with a extended version of. Uh, uh, I suppose they were all extended versions of all these songs, weren't they? Um, uh, extended version of "Whole Lot of Love." Was it like like four songs over this entire concert? Because they did seem to go on for quite a while. Are we just skipping over the? I know that it was over his bit. Are we just skipping over the drum solo? Oh, do you want to talk about the drum solo? That's fine. Yeah. Please, I'm... describe the whole thing in detail. <laughs> Send me there, Adam. Send me there. I think it's quite funny in that bit that they have, they chose to include the rest of the band walking off stage as he starts his drum solo. Oh, the, the, like, the hands and everything. <laughs> why would you want to show the rest of the band just like disappearing, at, like sparking up a fag? Drum solos don't get a lot of um, a lot of love, mainly because they're drum solos. But um... Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> know like, what this... That's like three minutes. It's too much. They finish with the the fiery gong, which um, I I hadn't remembered like from the the first time that I'd watched it like years ago. Uh, the fiery gong because it was there the whole time, and I was thinking, oh, there's a gong there. What, what happens with that? Did they just like beat it at the end? But then it's on fire. So that wasn't that wasn't part of the reshoots. That was their live for the gig. Because I think so. Yeah. Great wig confidence. So that was your that was your climax to the the, the live performance. Kind of have the the band trundling off. Uh, Peter Grant leads them off into the 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 car, the limo, um, and then off to the off to the airport. Apparently, it's just it's different times, isn't it? Just just limo to the airport, and then really messing about with the those airport stairs. The most annoying thing about the when they're on those stairs and they start the stairway to heaven comes back in. And there's like loads of pissing around on the stairs before they get onto that. I looked like there was some plane. sort of problem before they got on the plane. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, yeah. There's a lot of fr- furrowed brows before they got on the plane. Before they they got was that was that the disagreement about oh no you can't you can't mess about with the stairs and then the, you know somebody co- comes up to them and goes yeah, it's Lance it's Lance by the way so um, yeah. oh yeah the stairs. And then in the edit, someone went, you know, we've got a lot of footage of them, like, you know, really pissing around on the stairs. Like, there's a lot of business on the stairs. Why don't we put Stairway to Heaven? That'd be a great idea. And someone <laughs> actually, oh, the, the literal thing. Is that yeah, what you were yeah, driving yeah, at? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And someone actually said, great idea. Let's do that. That's a great way to finish this film. And it's actually the, the worst way you could finish a film because you've already had to go through all this other crap 
and then you get to that and it's just such a nothing end and with steer it having coming back in. yeah the, you've got them they've got them embarking the uh the, the 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 plane which is emblazoned with the the word led zeppelin which given the um i know i know this was their personal plane but given the 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 kind of origin of the the reference for that their their name why would you yeah. emblazon led zeppelin <laughs> <laughs> on a yeah. plane, they should have had a picture of, of yeah. the Hindenburg as well blowing up. Oh, they could have just had the entire thing painted. Do you know what the tension made me think of when I seen them standing about in the runway? Was because I was still fresh in my mind the bit where um, their manager's talking about how they've been robbed and uh, saying that's the money for to pay for the planes and stuff. So I'm thinking, are they standing about in the runway going, we can't pay this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do when we land? Like, and he's like, okay, time to pay up. And the paper as well, the paper I thought said, um, Led Zeppelin robbed of 2036. <laughs> Not 200K, but 2036. Because I had to pause it. And that's very specific. Fairly certain that that's what it said. And then it said that they'd been robbed and it was a genuine news story. And I thought, what, $2,036? And they were going to pay. <laughs> For a private passenger liner. What was? Why was that footage black and white as well? The podcast. Do you know that old uh, that old news footage? This is like nineteen seventy three, isn't it? So why was it black and white? Broadcast and black and white. They just in the seven in, in the early seventies. Was that still a black and white time? We live in such a luxurious time of HD and four K. We don't know remember if we were even having showers twice a day back then. <laughs> I know. We still have relatives um, who were alive in those times, so let's um, let's supplement this podcast with some, some, some real knowledge. Yeah, phone your mum. And and that that's where they leave us. They leave us with the the, the studio version of, of uh, Stairway to Heaven. So as you're as you're exiting the uh, the cinema, you hear Stairway to Heaven. You're 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 packing up your popcorn and well, hopefully you're 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 taking your your popcorn box and putting mm-hmm. the bin responsibly instead of leaving it for the the uh, the concierge to uh, the, mm-hmm. to take care of such things. And that was it. So this is um, I mean it's something that's that's unique. There's there's not. Um, It'll never happen again, basically. I mean, not on our terrible, awful times. Um, but um, I enjoyed this. Uh, I would like to. I would like to um, do another film with you guys. So, Led Zeppelin. The song remains the same. We recommend that to everybody. It just one hundred percent in agreement that, that should be that should be watchable uh, material. Two and a half hours of your time, uh, well spent. Um, I wish we could we could fade out of this podcast with uh, a rendition of uh, the Stairway to Heaven, but copyright um, law prohibits us from from doing that. So, okay, um, Dave, play us out. That's really nice, that bit. That's <laughs> 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 <laughs>